Welcome to The Plant Remedy. I'm your host, Bailey Ruskis, also known as Chef Bay. I'm a classically French-trained chef turned plant-based. I'm also an integrative nutritionist, a chef instructor, an animal and environmental activist, an endometriosis warrior, but most of all, I'm a human being who just wants to save the world one delicious meal at a time. This is a place where we talk all things food, cooking, plants, environment, holistic healing, and even talk a little bit of shit once in a while. The place where you can unpack and grow, all while finding your very own remedy. Hello, gorgeous human. Welcome to the first episode of The Plant Remedy It's Bailey here, and I'm so freaking excited that this podcast is now a thing. It is out in the universe, and I'm just so happy that you decided to hit play and listen. Um, So if you don't know already, um, my name is Bailey. I own a business in San Diego, California called Chef Bay, and basically what I do is I help people heal from all sorts of different health ailments um, with plant-based food. And that can go anywhere from me preparing food to teaching on retreats to just teaching cooking classes or just talking talking through some, you know, roadblocks or issues or things like that that surround food because let's be real, we all have roadblocks around food. Um, I have been a chef forever, it feels like. I got my official training from the Cordon Bleu in San Francisco, and I got that, like, real-life French French chef training where, you know, it was super intense, really, really fun, though. It was some of the best experiences of my life, um, but we cooked all things like duck fat and butter and, like, there was pork belly and everything, you know, I just remember eating French pastries, and um, it was just something that was so close to my heart, and little did I know that I was going to be, throughout that whole time, feeding my chronic inflammation and causing a whole whirlwind of problems for myself later on, and you know, being in my early 20s, it was just so hard for me because, you know, I loved food so, so, so much. And um, the idea of going plant-based was really, really heart-wrenching and hard for me to even comprehend. Um, When I decided to finally go plant-based, it was this really intense grieving process that I went through almost of my old life. Um, But now that I have fully transitioned to plant-based, I can officially say that I have never felt better in my life. And not only that, I have never enjoyed food more than I do now. I indulge so freaking hard in food. I eat whenever I want. I eat until I'm full. I am so, so, so much more satisfied and I feel so good after I eat plant-based food that it just blows my mind and it honestly makes food make sense in a way that it never had before. I'm connecting so many dots that I was unable to connect before. I Flavor makes so much more sense to me because I'm using so much more than just animal fat and salt to build flavor. Not saying that that's all that you know, um, French cuisine or the standard American diet is, but that's a huge chunk of it. So I just want to say whether you're fully plant-based or you're the furthest thing from it, this is definitely a place for you to come and listen. Maybe you get some good ideas. Maybe you pass 
an episode along to a friend. Um, I'm so excited for the different guests I'm going to have on this podcast since this is the first episode. Um, It's just me today. Um, But I'm just so excited to see who pops on, who pops up, and what comes out of this because I think there's so much to talk about when it comes to our environment, when it comes to plant-based food, when it comes to flavor, loving food, and like finding really, really delicious moments with food and that's exactly what I want to talk about because I am so obsessed with food and I know that so many of us are. I mean, let's be real, we eat three times a day, so you know, you might as well love every single second of it, of it because there's absolutely no getting around it. So today I really wanted to chat about something that has been on my mind so intensely um, just because of everything that's been going on with the rainforest and just kind of this intense awakening that a lot of us are happening with the environment. You know, um, being a French chain chef, working in restaurants for so long, I, um, I have seen how wasteful restaurants are. And it's never really something, and it never really was something that I thought too much about. It was like, you know, when you get a hotel pan and you you have a bunch of food on it that you just cooked or you're waiting to cook the next day or you've prepped, you, you, triple, you triple quadruple wrap it in plastic wrap to preserve the food. But we don't necessarily think about like, okay, what's going to happen to that plastic after we triple wrap it? And I think a lot of the problem here is that there's a there's a bajillion problems, but a couple of the ones that I want to talk about is a a lot of us are waiting for someone else to do the work or someone else to make the change or someone else to give us the answer, or take something away so that then we're forced to change. And it's also like kind of an out of sight, out of mind situation. And, you know, being plant-based, one of the things that keeps me in this really, really, really in this is the environment. Knowing that animal agriculture is the number one cause to our environmental crisis right now, which is so crazy. That's something I never really knew about until I started researching more and more because, you know, let's be real, corporations are controlling the world right now and they don't give a shit about the environment for the most part. And so there's this interesting divide, right? There's there's the science that's so, so, so clear about our the environmental crisis that we're in and really the damage that we're causing. And then on the other side of the spectrum, there's corporations and government, which in, in most cases these days are the same thing. You know, corporations have their pockets so heavy and in their hands so heavy in our politicians pockets that it's like okay what is in the middle what's gonna bring the science and the corporations together because we just have to be real with the fact that these corporations you know are the number one reason why this is happening because they're producing all of this plastic they're they're the ones that are burning down the rainforest to make room for animal agriculture. They're they're the ones that are, you know, the government is the reason why we're dumping tons and tons and tons of plastic into the ocean. So, and the thing that I was thinking about is that the thing that's in the middle of these two polar opposites is us. That's the only thing that's in between the two of them. So we are the consumer, right? We are the people that give the corporations money and we're also the people that um, absorb the information about science. And I think whether, I don't really think this is a, 
an issue on whether global warming is real or not. I think this is, it's very clear to see regardless of if you think that global warming is quote unquote real. In my opinion, it's obvious. Um, but regardless, you can see the amount of plastic that we're putting in the ocean. You can see for your own eyes, when I was in Indonesia in May, the plastic and trash was everywhere like it was so insane and a lot of it is because they don't have a trash system but a lot of it is also because it's in the ocean and it's getting washed up and um, it's getting to this point where we have to make a decision we have to make a change and it's really hard as a consumer when everything that you buy is in plastic you know you can't even buy berries that aren't in plastic um you can't you can't buy a, a beverage that's not in plastic. You Everything is in plastic. You buy rice, that's in plastic. Like, It's almost so unbelievably hard to get away from, and it's something that I struggle with every single day. Um, it's, even when I go to the farmer's market, it's like... <laughs> so unbelievable because every single person, every single vendor is handing me a plastic bag. Like nobody thinks twice about the fact that they're handing me this plastic bag that I'm going to put the one single thing in. Maybe I buy an apple or a yogurt or a piece slice of bread or a loaf of bread. And then I'm going to take that home and then I'm going to throw it in the garbage. And then that piece of plastic is literally going to exist on this earth forever. And the only fucking thing that it was used for was for that one loaf of bread, that one time, that one second, that one second in time. And I think as a consumer, it is our responsibility to say no to plastic, right? Like, why is it the responsibility of the farmer to say no to plastic? I mean, why there's a lot of reasons why but why is the farmer giving us plastic because we're accepting it because we're saying yes 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 give me more give me more give me more give me more like it's like convenience like this whole convenience issue is so ridiculous how lazy we've become that we can't even bring our own bag and you know we've been talking about bringing grocery bags for forever I feel like but like, why does it stop when you just go to the grocery store? Like, why don't we bring reusable bags when you go to shopping malls? Why don't we bring reusable bags when we go to the gym and we have sweaty clothes and we don't take the plastic bag that they offer us to put our sweaty clothes in, right? There's so many little moments of the day where you could take a plastic bag from somebody, right? And that even goes for like the 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 bags that we throw our trash in. And so there's so many there's so many available options, but it's also being aware of how much plastic you use. It's being aware of how much control you actually have over this situation as a consumer. Um, I definitely just went on a plastic tangent there because there's so many more things that are going on. But right now for me, this plastic issue is is on the forefront of my mind because as a chef, I see the amount of plastic that we use in front of my face all the time. So whether, like I said earlier, whether it's for storing food or when I go to the grocery store, it's amazing to me how many people use plastic produce bags. And if you're one of those people, like I'm not telling you this to make you feel like shit about yourself. It's just, it's just a point of awareness. Like, so if you, Think about this parsley that you grab off of the shelf and you put it in the plastic bag that's going to go in the cart, on the little belt, through the little beep beep of the checkout, into your car and into your refrigerator. So that is the only time that this bunch of parsley 
is going to be protected. The reality is, is that your bunch of parsley has touched probably like six to seven people's hands before it got to your, got into your bag, got onto your plate, into your meal, whatever. And the thing is, is like, if you think about it, okay, someone cut your parsley, then somebody wrapped your parsley, then somebody packaged your parsley into a box, then that person took it from the box to the truck, then from the truck, where it was probably in an open container, maybe in plastic, who knows, and that's one more person to put it from the bunch to the plastic box, then someone takes it out of the box into the the storeroom or like the walk-in refrigerator, then that person goes from the walk-in refrigerator and picks it up and puts it onto the grocery store shelves, then from there, A couple people, at least, have picked up the parsley thinking that it's cilantro right after they sneezed and put their hand on the parsley, and then you get it in your hand and you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to put this in a plastic bag and it's going to protect it all the way home. Like... (laughs) It's just not like your, your produce is susceptible to so many things before it gets in your hands that to me, it's almost funny that I see people putting bananas that it has its own natural skin in a plastic bag. It's just so unnecessary. So if you learn anything from this podcast today, stop using plastic produce bags, take your bags with you to the farmer's market, like Stop waiting for the grocery store to have compostable bags, right? Like stop waiting for them to stop offering them to you so that then you have to make a change. Be the change that you want to see. Make the change yourself. Don't be lazy. Like you don't need to do it just because you've always been doing it. And that's something that goes into all of life, right? Right? Like just because you've been eating this one thing for your whole life doesn't mean that like you have to eat it for the rest of your life. Just because you have this family tradition of doing this one thing doesn't mean that you always have to do that one thing. Like you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to grow and evolve as a person and become better and change for the better of your own self and the better of your community and the world and the environment that you live on. And With that said, I have um, all the emails of my local city councilman and I'm about to blow their shit up with my sincere concern about the amount of plastic that's being used in San Diego County. And for me, that's a really good place to start. If you're as, you know, committed or if you're into this environmental protection energy and vibe like I am, you can do the exact same thing. Reach out to your local government, start a petition, talk to your general managers at your local grocery stores. You know, there's so much that you can do to try to remove the plastic from the situation so that we as a consumer can make better choices. You know, educate your friends and family. There's so much that we can do. Um, with that said, another another thing that's been heavy on my mind is pesticides. So <clears throat> I have endometriosis and they really have no freaking idea where endometriosis comes from. Um, I think personally that it's from chemicals, like having way too many chemicals and pathogens in the air, in our food, um, in, you know, having our food wrapped in plastic. Like there's so many ways that we can get chemicals into our body and having an excess of those causes things like autoimmune disease or cancer, or in my case, endometriosis. And 
pesticides are something that are not only so poorly affecting our health. So, you know, even like one head of organic lettuce can have up to 175 different chemicals on it. And you think as a consumer, like, okay, I'm not buying organic, but I'm still going to get the lettuce. Honestly, like you're still getting so many chemicals just by having that lettuce. And so the thing that's so crazy about pesticides though, is that the pesticides don't just go onto the food. The pesticides go on the food, into the soil, then it goes into the streams and the rainwater, then it goes in from the streams to the rivers, from the rivers to the ocean, <clears throat> and from the ocean back up to um, the clouds, then creating acid rain. Again, not saying this to totally freak you out, but it's just another example of this situation is so much bigger than just us and what we're eating. But at the same time, our one meal, our one plate of that day or our one shopping trip, what we decide to spend our money on actually makes a really big difference, right? Like every single day we vote with our with our dollars. We're always constantly voting. Every single time we make a purchase, we vote. We vote for what we believe in. We vote for what we're okay with. And so when we're buying conventional produce, we're saying that this is okay. And okay, there's a whole nother issue here where there's conventional produce is only available in some areas or there's some areas of the United States and in the world that don't even have access to produce. And that's a whole nother topic. But if you have the access and if you are able to purchase one or the other, buy organic produce not only is the best thing that you can do for your body, it has the most nutrients, it's the most nutrient dense, it's going to be probably the most local, but it's also going to have the least amount of pesticides on it, which means that you're supporting an an organic farmer that is going against the grain of the norm, that is fighting companies like Monsanto, who is growing and producing organic produce for the betterment of not only their consumer, but for the environment and the soil that that produce is being grown on as well. So that's just something to think about. You know, I just really want to say that we can make a difference. We can make a change. And as a society, we've gotten so caught up in waiting for someone else to make change, right? We want to just talk about the same things. We don't want to talk about uncomfortable topics with our families. We kind of want to just keep things comfortable and keep things cush the way that they are. But we can make change. Like, it's okay to change. It's okay to be like, no, enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm done. And whatever you're doing is honestly, if you make one step where you're like, okay, I'm going to bring my grocery bags today. Okay. I'm going to buy produce bags on Amazon because I don't, regardless of, you know, what Bailey said, I still don't want my, um, parsley touching the cart or the belt. That's totally cool. Just buy some, buy some produce bags on Amazon. Do your part, regardless of if you want to go plant-based one or two days a week. You know that if going plant-based one day saves 1,100 gallons of water. It saves one to two forested acres from being removed from the rainforest just by going plant-based for one day. Every single tiny little step that you do can make a big difference. 
And it's that thought process of like, you, you do matter. You can make change. Like you are the person that you've been waiting for. Like not only within your own health, but for the entire world around you as well. Like your personal impact is going to affect so many people. And the cool thing about it is that you're going to empower the people around you. You're going to empower your coworkers. You're going to empower, you know, you'll empower so many people, even my future mother-in-law she didn't even have a recycling bin when I met her and through talking to her and just educating her about like recycling and like how much of her trash was actually recyclable material um, she was able to literally just get a recycling bin and has, has been recycling and so much more conscious about you know the things that she was using every single day. So all it takes is a conversation. If you see something, if you're like, hey, why aren't you recycling that? Or hey, like, you know, you see your mother-in-law or your cousin or something always getting bags at the grocery store. Why don't you buy them some produce bags so that they can reuse them? You know, be the change you want to see. Give someone a helping hand. Educate the people around you. And, you know, I don't have all the answers. I feel like I'm learning and growing every single day. I'm trying to figure this out because, you know, this world that we're living in at sometimes feels like it's crashing and burning, but I do have hope that the more that we have conversations like this, the more that we educate ourselves, the more that we, the more that we just get involved as a community with each other, we're going to be able to make change and see positive lasting impact. So I just wanted to leave you with a few things, not to be, not to leave you on a a morbid note. So I just want to talk about a few things that you can do now to, um, to reduce your environmental impact. So I've already touched on a few of these, but the first thing that you could do is to go plant-based once a week or twice a week, or maybe your breakfasts are all going to be plant-based for the next week. Whatever it is, try to reduce your consumption of animal products, especially red meat and dairy, because they have the most intense carbon footprint. Um, Okay, so the next thing that you can do is buy in bulk. So we all love a good Costco run. Uh, Buying in bulk is amazing. You can also buy a lot of things in bulk bulk at your local grocery store. So um, you can buy nuts, grains, seeds, legumes, um, rice, like all sorts of things that you can buy. You can buy chocolate in bulk and those, especially like Sprouts has a really good bulk session. Um, Trader Joe's has, not Trader Joe's, uh, what am I trying to say? Whole Foods has a really good bulk section. Um, I know that Kroger brands have a good bulk section. So it's it's knowing that you can go in there and buy in bulk and it's just being prepared. Like before you go to the grocery store where you, I keep my produce bags and my mason jars <clears throat> all inside my grocery bags right next to my right next to my front door or in the back seat of my car so I know that they're always there. And when I go to the bulk section, I bring an empty jar and I keep it empty and then I have other jars that I'll fill them in. So if I need like lentils, rice, whatever, I'll fill all those with lentils and rice and then I'll go to the counter and I'll have her weigh the mason jar so that I don't get charged for that extra mason jar weight. And that's how how I'll buy my... um, my grains and legumes and seeds and chocolate and all things like that. The cool part about that is, is that it keeps you organized as hell because my pantry is already organized. 
um, in mason jars. So it's really easy to see, really easy to use, really easy to function. And I can tell when I'm getting low and I just bring that exact same jar back to the grocery store. So that's a really cool way to eliminate plastic and eliminate the need to like go buy that rice that's like in a plastic bag. And it's usually cheaper in the bulk bin too. So it's a really good way to save a lot of money. Um, another thing, I wear contacts and I'm always so weirded out by how much plastic I use because I have dailies. I have a really bad stigmatism and with my job, I can't wear glasses all the time. So I have to wear contacts every day. And the amount of plastic that I go through with my contacts just boggles my mind. So I've learned about the fact that Bosch and Loam actually has a recycling program where you can recycle your you can recycle your contact cases through their recycling program. So you can send it to them or you can contact your local optometrist and a lot of them will actually collect your empty contact lens plastic cases and um, they'll recycle them properly for you. So that in itself is so, so, so cool. And I just learned about it and I really want to share it with you because I'm definitely going to start doing that because I'm so freaked out about you know, my contacts and how many, um, I use. And again, like as much as you can try to buy organic food, organic clothing, um, shop consignment when you're buying clothes as much as you can. And when you're done using things like blankets or pillows or rugs or any household items, recycle it, donate it, give it to Goodwill. Don't put it in the garbage can because somebody can definitely utilize, um, any anything that you you know may be done with another person's trash is another person's treasure right so <clears throat> with that said i hope i've empowered you a little bit to you know take matters into your own hands when it comes to the environment whatever you can do to make an effort really matters and however you can empower the people around you to make an effort you know i didn't really intend my first podcast to be about the environment but you know, Mother Earth is is somewhere we all live and it's something that we can all connect so deeply on. And it's it's something that's going to keep us going and keep us progressing and keep us, you know, living this gorgeous, amazing, beautiful life that I'm so grateful for. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I'm so, so happy to be here on this platform with you. I can't wait for the next episode. If you loved this episode, please leave me a comment and subscribe and I'll see you next week.